0: Just go to www.toontalk.co.uk and also on novaradio.co.uk as well on any handheld devices uh if you want to call the show it's 0191 538 9781 all things newcastle all things sunland and maybe even a th- even a little things about uh, borough remember when it comes to the, sh- the show afterwards you go to itunes just type in tune talk you didn't listen back to all the show that we've done during the season, we've had varied guests, it's been a wonderful season for me, uh, Talked to so many different people on so many different subjects, not just Newcastle, it's been TV, it's been movies, it's been cricket, it's been tennis, you name it, we've done it. So uh, obviously this is the show tonight, it's all about Newcastle and Sunderland and uh, we've, obviously if you want to get into the show remember www.toonslop.co.uk and you can listen into the, the show from wherever you are in the world. My first guest tonight is Graham Anderson, ex sunderland Echo sports writer, now freelance and PR at GSA Media. Business Twitter is GS... GSA Media for you. Contact me at gsmediaforyou at gmail.com. Phew, that was a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give me
1: business address out. It's bad enough for the fans giving me a hard time. <laughs>
0: I just, I just write what's in front of me, sorry.
1: <laughs> Tell Andrew.
0: What do I talk to us um, So, good evening, Graham, how are you?
1: I'm all right, I'm all right. Um, kind of, uh, you can't help but be all right on a day like this, can you? A beautiful sunny day, oh, yeah. football yeah. season's over, so for Newcastle, it can take a rest, and for Sunderland fans, they can try and forget the pain.
0: I, th- I think uh, it's interesting, that when it comes to Sunderland, how they, when it comes to cha- they're changing order, obviously relegation came and I think it shocked, I think it, you know, all Newcastle fans always have a leg of a pop at Sunderland, but I think when it comes to the fact that they got taken over in such um, a manner which was, you know, kind of quickly, efficiently, we, we don't quite know a lot too much about this guy but um, when it comes to Newcastle and they to take takeover which I still think will happen anyway, um, it's a complete difference isn't it?
1: It is, it is, but I, mean, sort of, uh, I don't think, I mean, I think some fans, I mean, I know, I know Mike actually is a bit of a hate figure with so many Newcastle fans, but uh, I think um, some fans will happily swap uh, owners in that sense. Um, even though Ellis Shaw for a long time had a good ride and a good re- reputation uh, the last two or three years, that's really changed uh, down here. Um, yeah, it went over fairly quickly, fairly efficiently, I th- but I think that the short had been looking to sell for quite some time um, I don't think it actually reminds me of um, Short in any way It actually reminds me of Bob Murray um, mm-hmm. Who fans will remember from The early part of the 20th century It's something where it, In the sense that uh, Bob was thinking about selling for a while But he couldn't quite bring himself To sell for a long time And I think actually it's like that I think actually talks about uh, Leaving and explores possibilities about leaving but from the outside he just doesn't seem to be able to give it up I think it's it's probably worth more to him than he kind of than he imagines himself so I think he could still be there for some time it'd have to be a big offer to prize him away as far as Sunderland's concerned though I think that um I think Short uh there's not really the deal that meets the eye um but I think that uh Short's at least given this new consortium a fighting chance but we know very little about them. We know very little about uh, what moves they're going to make. My information is they've got money, but they're certainly not on the Abramovich or the Arab money, money side of things. So I think it'll look as though they'll be taking their time. There'll be no spectacular spending or anything like that. But that might not be a bad thing for Sunderland.
0: Yeah, I think... Um, I must. Have, I don't think anybody in their wildest imaginations thought they'd go down to, to obviously League One. I
2: think um, I, I
1: I thought they might, you know. I thought they might, I thought they might, and and for for a brief moment at the start of the season, I thought the same thing might have happened to Newcastle, uh, might potentially have happened to Newcastle United. Um, I wouldn't have bet on Newcastle going down. I wouldn't have bet on someone going down. <laughs> Is that Mike Ashley coming to get me, tear me away? Uh, I
3: I wouldn't.
1: I, I just think I just I just think when you go down, when you're a big club and you go down there's always that possibility that you can have a, a, such a shock to the system that your club can collapse altogether. Um, when Newcastle didn't start so well last season, I thought that that might happen to them, because I've seen it happen to clubs before, um, and it didn't. They got over that hump. Uh, and when Sunderland went down, I feared for them as well. I feared for them more, because I know some of them better than I know Newcastle. And getting rid of their two best players, Pickford and Defoe, they were the only reasons why they had a fighting chance of staying up the previous season. They were, such, they were so head and shoulders above everybody else at the club that you feared, unless uh, unless better sign, good signs were made in the Championship, something could struggle. But I don't think... Um, I, I didn't realise they would go down, but I don't, I didn't expect them to go down so abjectly. Uh, and I mean in terms of the performances. The performance... I don't, I don't think Newcastle Law Sunland fans they hate the idea of relegation, but they can live with it if they see the team trying the hardest. I remember when Sunland went down w- with 40 points under Peter Reid, uh, and I was talking to Peter Reid last week, he was at the Gossard Park Hotel um, doing a charity night with, with Newcastle fans who always give him stick, uh, and he, he actually enjoys it a, a lot. He said that that team that went down with 40 points, that was his best achievement. He said they got 40 points out of that team in 96-97, he said was better than the times he won promotion or the times he finished second and seventh because they were so limited. But that team fought, they went down the final day of the season with 40 points, which at the time was a record for a team to get relegated, 40 points and relegated. But he said that uh, that was a fine, one of his finest achievements. And I would understand that because that team fought all the way to the final day and it came so close to staying up if your team fights like that, uh, I think the fans will forgive you if you're just not good enough at the end of the day. Yeah. But this season for Sunderland was nothing like that. Uh, they just were so woefully short in every department. And I've got to say, I've got to say, everyone sort of, you know, we, we, we look at it dispassionately and say, well, you know, Sunderland should bounce back next season. They'll be a giant in the league one. They'll have some money to spend. They'll have a lot more money than teams have to spend on that on on their teams in league one. But Hey, I, I'll I'll start the next season as far as something's concerned. With one eye on them getting relegated again, I mean, I hope I hope they're going to go up as champions. But, don't, you know, it's uh, a famous quote from Bob Murray when something got relegated after they'd sacked Peter Reid, and he he said, um, every time people say it's as bad as it can get, I'm always reminded it can get worse. Well, some of the fans have gone out of League One, um, assuming that's as bad as it can possibly get, it certainly felt that way. But, you know, you wouldn't want to rule out them going down again, so I don't think there's any scope for complacency, it's all about these new owners, and in the next few weeks, we'll, we'll actually see whether there are people who are looking to invest, or people who are just looking to take it over.
0: Yeah, I must say, when, when, I, when I look at um, that situation with Sunderland, you think, how can anybody with the brass neck turn around and say, Sunderland will be up next season as champions, number one, you don't even know who's going to be the manager. Mm-hmm. You don't even really know who the chairman is. Is there a plan? You've got to bring in players. You've got to ship out these other players that are obviously on too much money. The players, mm-hmm. There's two players you've got which are, uh, Roo, I believe and another player. Newcastle has been linked with these two players. So, um, you know, this, to me you've got to pay a massive strategy, and a, to me a massive strategy means owners with a lot, a lot of dosh. You know you don't need that much money in that league because you're gonna have to bring in players aka uh, Neil Warnock, the players that he brings in and you know it's it's amazing that you be, the manager believes in them he drags them up by their bootstraps and they have gone up unbelievable like kind of sitting here in the Premier League by the way um but with Sunderland, I think you know they, there's a common misconception that um they to me, they they've always kind of, especially under was there, and afterwards they had a kind of style of play that you you know you you would watch them you you feel okay you would you you could watch it, but you know with a bit of passion they were press teams. Now the the managers they brought in, you know it's it's funny isn't it? You probably might agree with this, but when it comes to staying up previously by beating Newcastle for this infamous six in a row, um, it it kind of kept them up so. Um, the fact that we could have for one season. missed
1: <laughs> <to> <laughs> missed those six points, yeah, there is that I guess.
0: Um, maybe
1: it's, it's part of a long term plan by Newcastle, maybe we thought we'll go down, someone will go down and we'll leave prog them up. But,
0: but isn't it interesting when you said about uh, the fact that Peter Reid said, Oh you had you got forty points and it was his finest achievement. When <laughs> after got those forty one points with five games to spare, you look at what you said about Peter then you talk about uh, Rafa. The similarities was, was so great because he looked absolutely exhausted at Rafa at the end of that mm-hmm. end of
1: that game, didn't he? Well, where 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 he got? I remember. I mean, the, the reason why I mentioned that the forty points with uh, with Reeb was um, he the previous season he got his team promoted that had finished fourth. He came in and that team had finished fourth yeah. bottom in the second division as it w- were, and in, without hardly any changes he got them promoted which that was an amazing achievement and two seasons after they were relegated they went up with 105 points which was a re- which was then a record of any team in history to get 105 points I think it was um, mm-hmm. astonishing achievement uh, and they played amazing football but he ra- he, ra- he rated that 40 point season um, as the best in terms of getting the most out of very little um, but I remember s- that season Sunderland were actually mid-table come February uh, and I remember talking to Alan Durbin in, in April of that season, and he was very, very concerned. Uh, up until April, no one was really talking about something going down, but they just had a slide. And he said the worst possible time to have a slide is in April. He said, he said, he said, he said it's happened so many times before where teams are looking safe, and then all of a sudden they get dragged into it, and they just cannot buy a win. Whereas the teams are at the bottom and fighting all season, often they've got that mental strength to get out of it. Now, for me, the key for effort was that couple of months beforehand where they were flirting. They were, if you remember, they were flirting with relegation. It was, it, was, it was possible, and they just had a bit of a burst, and they got themselves away from it. That was the key, because that gave them the confidence to keep carrying on. And I know it's, it's ended not great, apart from the weekend, the, the, the Chelsea win, uh, those four defeats in a row. But it was that kind of key turnaround where they put a burst of results together which made sure they didn't really, really get into the relegation scrap. Um, but yeah, that would have exerted a strain on, on Rafa Benitez because he will have realised that one or two bad results and they'd have been right in it. And if you get right into it later on in the season, it can be very hard to get out.
0: What do you think of that statement that uh, Mike Ashley came out with after the game? I, obviously, Alan Shearer said it was a copy and paste job, which again... But I actually found it more confrontational. What did you think about it when you saw it?
1: Well, I mean, how, how would you analyse it, Andrew? Uh,
0: I must have, when, I, when I saw it, it, it is like a, he said the same thing last season. But the interesting thing at the end of it, he said, I hope Rafa Benitez stays as Man of Newcastle United. Well, <laughs> yeah, oh, the, and then before that, remember, he said, oh, uh, Newcastle players have been classed as championship players. They were championship players. There's only there's only a couple of players that um, he brought in, like the Kennedys, uh, the Dubrovcek, who, who's proved himself to be a world a world class goalkeeper. Uh, that also he brought in Samani. But this the thing you see when he said when he the thing that he says, you know, essentially it was just a, it's, you know, you work in PR, so that that you know the whole spiel that he put out there was really just a PR move, just a, See, is, well, uh, what
1: I would say, what I would say, Andrew, is that Rafa Benitez is a master manipulator of the press and of the media. He, oh, he absolutely is. And I kind of mean that as a kind of um, really. a kind of uh, a, two, a two. No, no, I mean as a kind of a two-edged c- compliment. Uh, on the one hand, he's very smart at what he does, uh, and on the other hand. Uh, he he would rationalise it by means of saying that he, he's doing it to get what he wants. He was very much like that at Liverpool. Uh, he was always. I mean, if you, it, it, you'll have noticed the press are very, very uh, this season. I mean, it's been so obvious how much the 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 press, the northeast press, the national press, work in the northeast. How much they are in. Uh, You know, on Rafa Benitez's side Uh, and that's not an accident that's not a coincidence that's not just them choosing to be that way he works with the press in terms of trying to get his message out there and his message is always the same it's always the same uh, it it was the same at Liverpool it's the same at Newcastle he wants more money he wants more money Uh, he wanted more money at Liverpool uh, and he used the media very expertly to, to try and push Liverpool's owners to give him more money uh, and he wants more money uh, off Ashley, and again he's doing the same thing. And Ashley is savvy enough to know what's going on. He's savvy enough to know that kind of a pressure is being exerted on him very subtly. I mean, uh, Rafa never really puts himself or tries to avoid putting himself into, co- into confrontational situations with his ownership, but the pressure is is created, and the circumstances are created, and the spotlight's on Mike Ashley to deliver. And if, you know Mike Ashley's responses might have been based on, on that kind of perception that he's got. Um, so it's kind of a high-stakes gambling game going on in the background as to where, you know, whether the money's going to come or whether the money's not going to come, whether it's going to be enough money, uh, and that'll go on all summer. Uh, but you've got two very experienced people in Ashley and Benitez as nowadays in terms of how they play this game. At the end of the day, it's up to Ashley to... Decide how much he's going to give, and it's up to Benitez to decide whether it's enough. But I think that um, actually, with his comments, was kind of trying to maybe send the message that he wasn't going to be held a ransom. Now, uh, how, how are you sending that as a Newcastle fan? Uh, I can I can quite easily un- understand. You're going to just say, well, look actually stand up and be counted give Benitez the money he wants he's uh, been a top class manager for us and we don't want to lose him Uh, so either stump up the huge bag of cash Rafa's after or sell the club to someone who will but as I said at the beginning of the the show I think Mike Ashley uh, is fully aware of the value of Newcastle to him uh, and he's got his own very firm ideas
0: of how he wants to run it I think because of I, I I understand both situations. Obviously, Newcastle fan, it pricks me a little bit, the fact that he, you know, the, the, the way that he's, he's dealt with managers, players, relegations. But there's a body of work there, I think, for him, that we, normally when you get, we've had so many different managers, and we've had some of the best, some of the worst, some of the abysmal, and that's the problem mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. guy, He, you know, even in January, really, he gambled with Newcastle. Could, could, if I would suggest that if, if he hadn't brought in, even Slimani, uh, head headed that ball and that uh, that uh, Richie scored. So he, he played his part. Yes, he was injured, but every single player that he brought in um, did their job in January. But the only reason that he got those players in is because um, Rafa Benitez had to. Re- him up, going, mm-hmm. you know, going to lead Charlie the, the buffer. <laughs> buffer not a buffer. I don't think he's a buffer, but more or <laughs> less, um, he's a blinking penfold, a an idiot. But when it comes, you know, he's stealing the living. I think, in my opinion. But um, when it comes to when it comes to Rafa with Newcastle, it, it, it's always been a political hot potato. Not mm-hmm. many people can. Not many people, you know, I wouldn't say some is a political hot potato really, but. You know what, what? But you you need a big a big time person to to grasp the nettle, and if you look at Newcastle and Sunderland, not many not many managers have come in that the fans have liked and can see the consistency of their body of work, and that's what I judge. Like I'm, I get annoyed with Rafa, just like anybody else, but some of the teams he puts out there. So for me, when when I when I look at both sides. When you look at Ashley, Ashley fundamentally believes he should get more credit. But
1: when mm. you have two relegations well, in ten years, you lose all the credit. I think though, I think, I think that both Newcastle and Sunderland fans need to, some. So many anyway, need to wake up and smell the coffee and realise the reality of the Premier League mm. as it currently stands. To go back, out to go back before I make that point. Though, I'd like to say that uh, as far as Ashley concerned, that. that He deserves enormous credit, I would say, for helping Newcastle get up. I know that Arafra is seen as the the genius architect of that promotion, but at the end of the day, uh, Newcastle spent £50 Uh, in the championship, or somewhere in those sort of—that's a sort of ballpark figure—and uh, they went up, and them spent one million, uh, and they went down, and I don't think there's any coincidence there. Almost everywhere in football, there's a parallel between money spent and where you finish. Uh, and so I would say it mean sort of a short version. He, he, he kept the lights on, he kept the gas on, mm. but, it, but nothing else really at the stadium alight, um, and. He would, argue that that, that, he would argue that cost millions of pounds a month, uh, but having said that, he helped create that situation where it, it was millions of pounds a month. So I think Ashley deserves credit for backing Rafa with a cash in the championship. When it comes to the Premier League, what I mean by wake up and smell the, the, the coffee is that when these billionaires came into the Premier League a while back, Short, Ashley, and the rest, and I'm talking about turn of the century, sort of 2007, 2008, 10 years ago, suddenly they collectively came to a realization that if you wanted to make an impact in the top six, then you were going to have, you can have your statistical flukes, you can have your Leicester cities, but if you want to kind of make any sustained impact in the top six, and especially the top four, you've got to spend, you know, you've got to spend hundreds of millions of pounds Ashley isn't prepared to do that. Shaw wasn't prepared to do that. Uh, The Arabs were, uh, the Arab money was, um, Brown was, various other people were. But essentially, and this is just the reality of life now, it's the top six or top seven fighting it out in the Premier League these days. And Newcastle aren't in that group, and them weren't in that group. So actually, if Newcastle finished 10th, they actually finished 3rd or 4th, because the others are so far out of sight. Now, as a Newcastle fan, and as a, you know, if you're Rafa Benitez, you want to be competing in those top six places. You remember the Keegan era when you were top of the league and when you were second, and you want that back again, and I don't blame any Newcastle fan for wanting that back again. But the fact is, the owners, the owners realise that they face a very stark choice. Do I want to spend... 250 million quid like Rafa wants and like Newcastle fans want well, or not you know, and, and Mike <laughs> Mike made that decision he's not going to do that and that therein lies the tensionary. therein lies the tension um, now if you're an owner you can either cash in your chips which is what Short has done um, belatedly
0: I think, I think he's done it with I think you know, as a Newcastle fan I do believe that yes he made horrendous mistakes and this, you're going to feel this for a long long time too, won't you but the thing is at least at least comparatively really, at the end he's bitten the bullet and he says, Okay, I'm gonna clear all the debt and uh, give me your thoughts on that because I thought I thought that was I don't know if I
1: don't I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, entirely accurate. Uh, I could be completely wrong here. I know that PR wise it looks as though Ellis is got rid of all the debt. Uh, It might be that he's got rid of all the debt at the the moment, and if Sullivan get in the Premier League, there might be some of that money being paid back. If that's the case, then I think that... um, I don't think Sullivan fans would argue if the the deal was, right, well, I'm I'm leaving you debt. Ellis Short was the only debtor, so the, the, the money the club owed was owed Ellis Short. Now, it might be that under the terms of the deal, he has agreed not to... Call in that debt for a few years until someone get back in the Premier League and then to get back in the Premier League he starts getting some of his money back I think if that emerges as really reader case and um, and it might be I don't think any Sunland fans would object to which they'd probably say well fair do is just get us back in the Premier League and we don't mind giving Short some of his money back so I don't know the exact circumstances of it it might be that Ellis's generosity has been overstated. I don't think UFL fans can use that as a template and say why doesn't Ashley just do what Short does and, and write the money off. In the day, these businessmen are unlikely to wipe off huge amounts of money. Uh, and it's a very smart tactic by the likes of Ashley, by the likes of Short, by the likes of the owners to just take on all the debt themselves. Because what that means is they protect themselves from a hostile takeover unless they want it because they can always insist that money is paid up front or, you know, sort of in, in its entirety and it will stop people buying the clubs from
0: them. There is breaking news on uh, Sunderland. actually I was saying you probably might have had your phone light up a little bit but um, the East Eastley, the sale of Eastley with this Donald I can't remember his name now. Yeah. But yep. um, Stuart Donald, uh, yeah. Stuart Donald, yeah. Um, basically Stuart Donald has sold the Eastley, which means the ramifications are for Sunderland. that he can actually then take over um Sunderland. Yes. I think the one thing we can see about him is not shy when it comes to talking about Eastleigh. I've seen various things that when he has been told, talking to Eastleigh, he goes on once a week on the radio, talks about the club and what they're going to, what they're going to do, how they're going to go about it. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's, I think, when it comes to wanting hardly behind the scenes, like when you look at Ashley, you look at Short, who do a runner, who won't even want, don't want to get involved in any, anything like that. PR wise, it's a it's, that's a it's a good tactic to get out there and say I think with this guy is when I did see him, what was your observations? Because I I just saw pictures of him and a little bit of back and a little bit of comments, but you know, you, you think Arthur the daily when you, he didn't even wear right he didn't even wear a red tie for God's sake. I I
1: think I I'm I'm less interested in any of that. I really am. I mean I'm less I'm less interested in how tall he is, how much hair he has, what he wears, what he has for breakfast—not interested in any of that really. Um, I, I think I'm interested in whether he has the club's interest at heart, and I'm interested in how much money he represents behind him. I think that's the key. I think that's the key sign of things. I think there was a time where. Your chairman used to come over and want you to be in his image and want to be kind of like you know, the, the paternal overlord uh, and want to milk the fame. I think it's less the case now. These are financial transactions. These are financial consortiums. Um, obviously, Stuart Donald is the front man. He's not like an Ashley or a Short where he is the super rich owner. Um, but I don't think it's a bad thing I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily I think he's, he was genuinely passionate about Eastleigh he'll have learned a lot over those eight years or so with Eastleigh it's more about what are the plans and the strategy of the of the financial people who are behind them now the one thing I found a bit encouraging was where Stuart Donald said that uh, they'd been looking for a club uh, they'd been looking for a club and then when something came up it was a no-brainer for them now some Sumlin fans might not be impressed by that. They might think, well, they were looking for a club, so they, you know, they weren't passionate about mm-hmm. Sumland They weren't like that, uh, that group of film producers or whatever from America who were ru- ru- uh, rumoured to be interested in, uh, in buying the club last year, big Sumlin fans. No, uh, that didn't bother me. It didn't bother me that he didn't have a connection with the area or with the club. What made my ears prick up a little bit was the fact that they'd been looking for a club Uh, And in my experience, groups of people that are looking for a club uh, have a very clear objective in mind, and that is they're looking for a project to pour money into to take forward. You don't look for a club just to own a club, and and that's, that's the end of it, full stop. You're looking for a club as a project to try and make it into something bigger. So I'm really keen left to see what, he's, what tie he's wearing or how he presents himself and I'm really keen to see that more the first actions of this consortium. Uh, I, I'm told it's, it's Spanish money, could be wrong, that's just my, uh, someone in the know who suggested it's a Spanish hedge fund, we might see, might find out all this later on, but it needs to be people with substantial amounts of money if the club is going to compete and I think uh, from what I was Sold, um, they've got the money to get out of the, of the championship. They've got the money to get out of the, uh, of League One and the Championship, and in the Premier League they can compete. They're not, as I said before, they're not Abramovich money, they're not Arab money, but they should be competitive. Um, so we just, some of the fans just have to wait and see what what happens. But. I hope they come in and I hope they do splash the cash to a certain extent and buy a few really high quality players, players who are far too good for League One so that they can get out of it at the first attempt because the fans are pretty much on the floor at the moment and they need something to lift them.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, actually interesting interesting stuff on the Spanish thing. I'll, I'll talk more with my guests about that tonight. But um, when it comes to my, when it comes to Amanda City, I'm always late but I'm worse wait. That's my hashtag by the way. But, um, <laughs> When, uh, what was your thoughts on her before, obviously before I bring my next question, but um, just you know, a quick 20 second yeah um, analysis of it because to me, I think on what, wondering thoughts on with the man's table with with the alleged bid, uh, I think it comes across that she's being treated a bit harshly. I think, with regards to the, the media.
1: I just, uh, I, I, I think it, it just seems to be the way of things of the world at the moment, Andrew. It's very rare that you do get a takeover like Sunderland uh, have have had. Uh, and I think Newcastle will find that. I think Newcastle will probably be too high profile not to have to go through this thing whereby um, there are various transactions and it shuttles back and forth. There's so much money riding on this. Uh, you're talking about tens of millions of pounds and, and maybe even more so that... Um, you're going to you're going to get quite a bit of negative PR pumped out from one side and neg- positive from another side and negative from the side. So I wouldn't get again. I would I wouldn't get too absorbed by the to and froing. I would just wait to see results because that's all that matters at the end of the day. You know, is it going to be taken over or not? Um, it either will or it won't. And in a way that the process is sh- should be of less interest to people. I mean, I, w- I literally would. Uh, I happily sort of, uh, you know, not bother reading those articles particularly. You just want to kind of wait for the announcement. It's the same sometimes when you have those protracted transfers uh, and you pick up the the paper and it's happening and then the next day it's not and the next day it is again and the next day it's not and it drags on for weeks. Mm-hmm. In a way, you kind of lose interest in that. You just want the results. And I think Newcastle fans just want to know, you know, when the deal is done uh, more than the whole sort of the wrangles and the rest of it. Uh, and again, you know, sort of it's, uh, it can be a reputation shredder um, yeah, owning a club so if she has been treated a little harshly, perhaps then maybe it's good preparation for what's to come
0: <laughs> yeah, true, exactly. well that was great to have Chris uh, Graham Anderson on thanks so much Graham we'll have you okay, on okay Andre yeah, good luck Thanks so much take care mate thanks very much bye bye great to have Graham Anderson on the show I'm going to bring in my next two guests uh, when it comes to Newcastle United and that is uh, I've got Chris uh, God, i've had a mind melt i've got chris and i've got lee johnson on the line uh talking all things new cash united good evening gentlemen how are you
3: doing just fine Isn't very it? good very good you,
0: you can hear over. me you, you can't Welcome hear over. any um I've, I've got my plugs in so hopefully you can both hear me without any um and background noise well I'll, I'll start with uh chris uh in from texas um chris parry sorry because i forgot your name for one minute Chris, oh, sorry, I did. before we get to Lee, what do you give us a, a roundup of what you what you saw, what you thought yesterday on such a sublime and performance? And then we have the Ashley announcement later on. What was your take on it?
3: I thought it was ninety minutes of everything that uh, Rafa Benitez stands for, everything that he has instilled in this in this club over the last. You know, two uh, you know two years and in and a, and a couple of games, you know, he probably would have saved them if they would have let Rafa if Rafa would have taken over, you know,
2: before they were relegated.
3: Uh, I, I just thought it was fantastic. Like, I mean, I, you saw I tweeted. as like, they should basically they should give the team a standing ovation going off at halftime because they completely just Chelsea had to win that game, but you would not have known that based on how Newcastle played compared to Chelsea. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. And then, you yeah, know, it would have been so typical for Giroux to to level the yeah. score on just a ridiculous flick after Newcastle just had dominated the entire match. But good old Dubrovko came up with the save, and that was it. That was their only shot. Because from that point on, it was party time for everyone who loves the black and white. I mean, it was uh, goals were flying in. Dominance, and you could. Have you guys ever seen Chelsea that demoralized? Like they just didn't want to be there. And I just thought that was crazy, since they're a top five, you know, top five club.
0: Talk about uh, party time. I think Lee enjoyed himself yesterday, didn't you, Lee?
2: I certainly did. Yes, I'm lying down on the bed upstairs on the phone here, like (laughs) I'm still absolutely knackered. (laughs) (laughs) I must admit, it was a sensation
0: before (laughs) this, wasn't it?
2: I didn't get into uh quarter-three in the morning, me missus wasn't very happy.
0: <laughs> I think oh, um, they were
2: fantastic, they were fantastic from start to finish, just pretty much what Chris has said, I mean, we're, we're, we're literally, uh, to use a bas- basketball term, we're full-call Preston from the start, we're literally we're in their faces, They couldn't get out. Um, Matt Ritchie, Matt Ritchie typified that, uh, they allowed John to do a shelving part, they, they much time on the ball, and the Shelby injury, Diame access again Was just outstanding Diame like A different animal now I
3: mean, Oh he is He is Lee li- I'm right there he's, with you
2: God he's like He's literally like Patrick R- Pat Vieira We they mm. And it's unbelievable They're just way-
3: He's the he best just, I think he's the best Player on the pitch he's, he's who makes Shelby be able to do Whatever he does Is the Diame got- I mean Diame took Conte out of the game How crazy mm. was that He just gets the ball back at will now It
2: doesn't matter He just hunts down the players And gets it back for us the amount of time he, he just possesses the opposition is just unbelievable he just gets, comes in and he always gets us back on point. and just like I said it was fantastic the stadium the noise the bat, um, the flags before the, the signage and all that everything the, the look of the manager just everything just, everything's great but you know obviously uh, what do you call it? he's probably sitting in um, Steve mountain at the minute deciding what he's going to do in the summer so I'm just a little bit concerned as always
0: I think uh, the con- I must say the I obviously am watching reading a bit about Twitter, but um, I watched Rafa Benitez. I'm, I'm sure, like all of us, afterwards, um, he seemed he came across a bit subdued to me. And, and obviously, we're being he's being linked again this season because, as widely expected, you, 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 it looks like we're going to looks like David Moyes going to leave West Ham, and um, we have to wonder if the club that offered. Rafa has the chance to take them over, which he said yes. And the only reason he didn't take the job is because Real Madrid came calling. But you wonder if if Mike Ashley, as we I think we know where it's going with him, that um, he's not going to be offered what he should be offered. Uh, and you know we we could have a massive implode of what's going to happen. I think people are saying when it comes to the one year deal he's got it left on his contract. I believe that the money that the compensation has now expired. So if he did go, uh, there, would, there wouldn't be any compensation due to Newcastle. Oh. Um, and it's a huge problem now. But even after his statement yesterday, uh, I'll, I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask um, Chris first. When I read the statement, it's not. It's never based on reality when he talks because he always says, "Oh, this, you know." Uh, I'm going to give him all the money that the club earns. He does his absolute willfulness to to try and keep money back from Newcastle. He won't give him the money that's actually there to buy players. What do you think, Chris? Because I I think after yesterday, Thursday is the day where we all can... I think you can buy players from Thursday. Uh, To me, I think I'll get Lee's uh, taken in a second, but wouldn't it be wonderful... We signed a Bravka, we get Kennedy. He gives him a three-year deal, and a couple of weeks later, we have a takeover.
3: <laughs> yeah, right now, I think right now as Newcastle fans, and I think uh, Lee Lee will probably will agree with me on this. We're kind of like Charlie Brown running up to the football, wondering if Lucy's going to just yank it away from us again and have us fall flat on our face. You know what I'm saying? I mean? I uh, mean, how many times? I mean, how many times can you run up and try to kick the ball with the ball just completely yanked away from you? So it's uh, to, that, uh, it, it, you know, we're, we've started to run towards the ball, and then hopefully the ball stays on the darn D this time. And Lucy, you know, Lucy has a heart and actually keeps it there instead of yanking it away. I mean, I, and of course, and that's Mike Ashley. It's I don't see how really it would benefit him financially to not. Ride the wave that Rafa Benitez and this and this club have, have created. He like we taught. He could make a fortune, and honestly, if he just wants if he just wants to spend what Newcastle have made this year, that's great. 80, 90 million plus. You save some. Plus you're probably going to sell some players. You know for you know, for however, however many million uh, you're going to get. So you'll balance the books. You'll bring in a terrifically talented squad. And if anybody doesn't think that Salah wasn't worth thirty six point five million. Or whatever it was. Uh, ask Liverpool now, how much Salah was worth. Uh, you need a goal scorer. I mean, you need a goal scorer, guys. Did, did the whole the whole first half against Chelsea? I was sitting there watching, going, they're not going to score. <laughs> you know, they're dominating this match, and yet nobody can put the ball in the back of the net. You know, then Shelby almost, you know, hit a great volley, and Diame almost scored. But you guys, it had to be in the back of your minds, thinking they're going to dominate this match, and no one's going to be able to score. And then they kind of bundled it over the net bundled it over the line and in the net finally and Newcastle finally had its goal but that's how it's been almost every match I'll personally, i tell you right now I think Newcastle's a top 7 side this year if they had a goal score there's not a doubt in my mind they're a top 7 side this year if they had a goal score they could potentially be playing in Europe that's how much uh, Rafa has has changed things but he doesn't have anybody who can put the ball in the back of the net if it takes 30 something million to do it then break the transfer record
2: what do you think, Lee? Yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, Andrew, I think the any the the, the logical decision is to back Rafa Benitez, and you know, well, Mike that unfortunately doesn't do logical. Um, it's like he's quite happy just to make enough money and then piss us all off. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like I heard Graham Anderson say something about. He foreparked what Sky were going on about. He basically sounded like uh, Mike Ashton's interview at the beginning of last, uh, beginning of last season now.
0: And he said,
2: I can't, I can't spend 250 million Man City money. No fan half my fan, all, all Raffiniters, is asking for that kind of money. All we want to do, which this sounds absolutely pathetic, what I'm going to say to you, is compete with the likes of bloody Bournemouth, who's mm. spending, I don't know, 17 to 90 million a season on footballers." as well. You can't tell me Newcastle United can't spend 70 to 90 million on footballers given the size of our stadium and the money that, that will potentially generate when Bournemouth have a, a capacity ground of 12,000. 12, like I said, Andrew, the biggest the, the, the biggest achievement Mike Ashley's created at Newcastle United is he's, he's convinced a lot of the fan base that were skinned. And one, mm-hmm. you know when someone says Kennedy, 20 million, oh, we can't spend that, that's a lot of money. No, it isn't. The reason why we all think it's a lot of money is because the last time we broke our transfer record was Michael Owen in 2006 or something like that for 18 million, 20 million is not a lot of money these days. Not a lot of money at all. So, you know, and Chris is right. I, I, I totally agree. If Newcastle had, let's say, a goal scorer who would have got you 15 to 20 goals this season, we definitely would have finished above Burnley. And we'd, we'd have been on the coattails of Arsenal. I think personally,
3: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah,
0: I, I think the, the interesting thing that, that when I was speaking with Graham, he said obviously when it comes to the media, Rafa uh, is kind of manip- manipulates that. Now I take his point, but like when he, I think when it comes to Newcastle, you need a guy with big balls and a big, big um, personality to be able to talk to the fans and tell them what the expectations are. Yes, you've got to get into the media, you've got to be able to talk, you know, bend them to your will, bend them to your vision. And I did agree with that, I did agree that he he is manipulating that, but you know, Sunderland thought they were going to get that with um, Coleman, I suggest, and they didn't get it, did they? They didn't get a guy who could take them on, so when it comes to Newcastle,
2: uh, especially with... Everything to do with... Everything he's doing, which you're seeing there, Andrew, or which you were seeing in terms of manipulation. He's mm-hmm. manipulating to try and make us better. And that's what we want. We want to be better. He wants to he, he he wants to make a better Newcastle United. And we want us to have we want us to be a better Newcastle United. And I don't think this squad needs a massive overhaul. I just think you need to add in key areas and get let's be two or three £30 million pound footballers and we will push, as Chris has said as well, top seven.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm going to begin. Oh, I agree. I mean, this doesn't this doesn't need an overhaul. I mean, Lee's right on the money. It's they've shown. Look, I know we talk about that they're a championship side and championship players. Well, now they're no longer a championship side and championship players. They played an entire season in the Premiership. They're Premiership players. End of story. That's a they. Not only that, they showed that they can that they can handle. I mean, uh, the defense with Lejeune coming in, and and I think uh, Yedlin I think Yedlin and Richie have have just, they have just formed a terrific partnership on one side. I thought Murphy looked really, you know, looked much, much better on the other side since Kennedy couldn't play yet, you know. And of course, yeah. Diambi and Shelby, they're no longer a championship side. They just need, they just need just, uh, they need like Kennedy, if they wanted to I'll sign Dubrovka, he's been, a, he's been a revelation, I'm okay with that, and they need to freaking go get a guy who can put the ball in the back of the net on a regular basis. And I mean regular, like every other game at the least, you know, and that's, and that's what they have been missing for over a decade, they really have, I mean, sure. since Andy Carroll left, that's what they've been missing.
0: Strong stuff, uh, I'll bring in my next guest this evening, it's uh, Steve Wraith, actor, writer, producer, managing director of Newcastle Regions and Mojo in books, and professional box broader and manager, he's everything, it's Steve Wraith, good evening to you Steve, how are you?
4: Hi Rod, so best. how are you, you okay?
0: Not too bad, not too bad. We've got uh, Lee Johnson and Chris Parry calling from and the I United States.
2: Great to talk
3: that. to you, Steve. I
0: didn't and get my kind
2: of build up when you introduced me. You <laughs> get, get up. Can you, take can, up, you take, can you introduce make
3: me take, next time there's gobside like on Twitter or something like that? It takes up off the
0: show and he introduces me. <laughs> I was like, my gosh, and all he says to me is Chris from Texas. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I actually went to say, Your Royal Highness, Steve Ray. <laughs> Don't, for God's sake, make his head explode even more, for God's sake. <laughs> so t- to tell me, Steve, you were with Benita, Benitez. So you can tell Chris and Lee uh, what that was like yesterday. And obviously, yeah, you can I mean, talk I'm, to us about the match and, the, and Mike Ashley's yeah, yeah. statement.
4: Yeah, I mean the, um, I mean obviously first of all the game. I mean it was, uh, you know, a great performance. I mean coming off the back of you know four defeats and you know obviously safety being you know uh, you know guaranteed with you know five weeks to go. So it's, it's an unusual position for us to be in really in, in the Premier League. But we, you know, we we earned our we've earned our place in the Premier League. But yesterday it was it was like a party, but it. I've got to be honest. It was tinged with a bit of, tinged with a bit of uh, anxiety for me because you know we're now back to we're back to square one. We're back to this position where, you know, I I, I actually cheekily put a tweet out yesterday just saying uh, <laughs> can I, could I get any can I get any odds on Mike Ashley coming out and saying that he's not going to sell the club or whatever you know. And I mean I just I just had that feeling yesterday. That, you know, we could almost be watching Rafa's last game. I mean, it, it just felt like that, you know. And mm. you know, this is again, it, it is a pivotal moment in in our history because you know, if, if Rafa Benitez doesn't get what he wants, and there's an offer comes in to take him to a club that is willing to. Um, you know, give him some money to spend, and and give him give him you know freedom of you know freedom to do what he wants at a football club. Then, you know, I, I'm afraid I I would struggle to see Rafa and now dug out next season. But um, I do know. I mean, obviously, I went down to see him again yesterday after the game and build up a really good rapport with Rafa and his team. And you know, I, I do feel that um, I do feel that you know we will we'll still see me yeah, next season. I just think it, it, it depends what he gets to spend. You know, I've listened to the lad there uh, talking about it and. I I agree with Chris. I do think that you know there's there's a nucleus of a really good side there. You know this this talk of them being Championship players is mm. it is a bit derogatory. Mike Ashley's picked up on that. or, or Keith Bishop's picked up on that. Should I say? And, <laughs> and and essentially, you know, you know they are Premier League players now. And um, Rafa's Rafa's developed a, a really good squad. He's bought wisely with the, the you know the measly spend that he had over the over the course of the two windows and. You know, with the exception probably of Slomani, he, you know, he did well in the loan market in in January as well. So, you know, it's it's been a it's been an enjoyable season. I've enjoyed it. It's been it hasn't you know it's it's not what it's not what you would probably have expected. You know, we've we've been quite defensive in in games, but that's the way Rafa sets up. But it's it's a defensive game which I enjoy watching. And I know I was in a minority with the Man City game, but I thoroughly enjoyed watching that game where we kept them. You know we kept them tight, and you know we came away with a narrow defeat. I actually enjoyed that game, and uh, it was a t- it was just watching the tactics you know watching the tactics and and how he adapted to to, to try and stop Man City in that particular game. And the other teams followed on from Rafa's Rafa's the way Rafa set up, and you know it, it's you know it, it's been enjoyable. But I think um, you know Rafa Rafa was you know he was happy last night, obviously with the performance, um, you know, and and just seeing a few of the lads pop in the same as you know as, as they headed off to the you know, for that break, it was um, quite quite an emotional time to be there, and um, I just hope he gets the money that he that you know that he that he needs, and I, I get the impression that he's, you know, he he does want a considerable amount. He does want to take this club to the next level. Uh, will he get it? You know, who knows? I mean, Mike Ashley, you know, he, he lies constantly. Um, you know, you know, and he, he's got a track record of that. And he and he's now just come out simply with a copy and paste version of last year's announcement. You know, Rafa gets what, you know, what what he earns, kind of thing. You know, whatever the club makes now, you know, I'll presume that's after after the running costs. You know, uh, you know of the, the club, etc. are paid. What what do, what do we end up with, Andrew? You know, it could be forty million, could be fifty million. Um, you know, it's going to be. I would imagine we'll get slightly more than we got this season, but but not a great deal more. You know.
0: I think they keep on saying it. Like, I know, Chris Holt has, keeps on saying it's going to be around seventy million, and but you know the the worst thing about yesterday, I must be I'm I'm like you, I'm sure that's the same as the lads, but you do feel something bad's coming, and you know even tonight, uh, West Ham United, as Pete Graves mentioned last season, they looked like they're going to get rid of or he's going to leave, uh, Chris Mo, uh, David Moyes is going to leave West Ham mm-hmm. United now. I further understand that this £6 million, which I don't know what's, who's saying what about this because it's completely wrong, but I know fine well, and I'm not sure if anybody knows this, but um, the £6 million that was there to a release clause for for Nidis is no longer It's no longer there because it's been there long enough now for no release clause to be paid. And I've mentioned this a couple of times now, but the fact that Rafa Benita said yes to West Ham. And then I had to get out the contract uh, because West Ham's seen the fact he's going to Real Madrid. Just everybody now has seen his body of work, going from mm. the uh, going from the extreme with Newcastle to the to the heights of Liverpool. Now,
2: yeah.
0: with this, this is the thing I don't understand. I might it might come across as in a bad word, but what is she waiting for? If, if it, yeah, because it's three hundred fifty million, we all understand. That's the, the the official figure. Now,
4: I'll tell you I'll tell you I'll tell sorry. you exactly what you, I'll tell you exactly what she's waiting for. She's waiting for a definitive price to be um to, to be given to her, I would imagine. Because nobody uh, nobody knows what the price of the club is. And this guy keeps moving the goalposts. He's moved the goalposts continuously from from day one from, from the previous takeover attempt that, that didn't make the papers a few years ago. Um, you know, to you know, the, the you know, the, the one before that. Um you know he, he, he basically moves the goalpost, and I, I would imagine that if this deal does get done, it'll be done, you know, overnight. It won't be, it won't be something that's in the media. Nobody'll have any inkling about it. Um, Amanda Staveley is still there in the background and still, still monitoring the situation and still keen on buying Newcastle United. As far as I'm concerned, um, but she needs to know what the price of the club is, and what what she won't want is. Um, a price to be given and then a day later another price being you know the price being upped again which is you know by all accounts what's happened in the past so you know that's what that's what she'll want um, and then you know it's up to her to see whether she can actually afford you know to spend the money that Mike Ashley wants but I think we've you know I think there's still a bit to play in that Um I did genuinely think Mike Ashley would just come out and say the club wasn't for sale yesterday I'm delighted that he didn't so obviously the club remains for sale Um but it'll just be whether he gets the price that he wants, Andrew. And you know, um, uh, you know, but I, I think that'll run and run. I think, I think, my biggest concern is what Rafa gets in this transfer window. You know, Rafa can work under Ashley as long as Ashley gives him the money. Um, I, I don't think there's any doubt, and I don't think there's any doubt in that, um, because obviously, you know, Lee Charney does the work for for Mike Ashley. So, you know, he, he, the relationship is, you know, it's probably not as good as it was, but they've still got a relationship. They're still talking. Hopefully that um you know, hopefully that leads to some money being spent in the summer.
0: why, why would why would like why would I Because he's a strong personality, you know, it's not it's not something we don't know, but why would you not say to Mike Ashley, Okay, I'll meet you in London the next three days, uh, for a face to face chat.
1: Do you not think do you not think they do you not think
4: they'll have tried that though, Andrew? Um, you know, Mike Ashley hasn't been to a game all season, you know, he was at the Spurs game at the start of the season because you know, he he he's a Spurs man. Um you know, if he's got an affiliation with a club it is Spurs. And, you know, do you not think Rafa and his people have wanted this meeting? But obviously this meeting hasn't been forthcoming, you know, for whatever reason. So, you know, Mike Ashley and Rafa have met once this season when he you know, obviously when he turned up, um, out of the blue. Well it was it was well no, it wasn't, it was last season, wasn't it? Lord, wasn't it, it? Yeah, it was last yeah yeah, last season, last season, this time last year. Just twelve mm-hmm. twelve months since he's physically see Mike Ashley to speak there when it was for what all of seven and a half minutes. So <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> you yeah, you're looking <laughs> at you're looking at, it at a position which it, it's just ridiculous, you know. Um, everything goes through Lee John. So you know what happens, you know what happens over the next couple of months is going to be very interesting, but definitely pivotal to our our clubs you know, in our club's history. It's a big, big moment.
0: I think um, I think when the, it it is actually probably the one time. That I can actually say, I don't get what the end game is. I can understand. I don't get what the end
4: game is, other than other than um. to promote his sports brand globally. You know, which has always been his aim to promote sports direct. And I mean, you know, I hate to be that. Yeah, you, you don't want to be like the doom monger, but I'm sure mm-hmm. Chris and Lee probably you know feel the same way. But you know, why would he give it up now? You know what I mean? He's he's he stayed in the Premier League. He's you know he's he's, he's basically have, have net spend of 19 million pounds. And he's finished you know, Rafa's finished tenth in the Premier League. Um, you know, netted them a nice healthy uh, you know, league position funding as well as the T V money. He's netted them a nice little uh, a nice little learner. And, you know, if he could do it again next year with a, with slightly more investment, then why would Mike Ashley sell it? That doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, because it's not as if it takes up too much of his time, you know, he's never here. Mm-hmm. So you know, he, he literally does it what he does with all these other businesses, um, puts somebody in control of it and lets them get on with it and comes in and checks the balance sheets every now and then to make sure things are working. So, theoretically, what Mike Ashley is probably thinking is the most important thing this summer is to get Rafa's signature again. You know what I mean? That's what he'll be thinking. Not not giving him money, but it's two-way street, you know. And to get Rafa to sign a new contract, he's going to need to start playing ball financially, otherwise Rafa won't be here very long.
3: What's your take, hey uh, Steve, I, I think. think uh, I, hey, so, so Steve, I think that if uh, if they can get Kennedy, like if like exactly what Andrew says, if they come out flying on Thursday, which I guess is the first day yeah. you can sign players, yeah. and they sign Kennedy, and they get Dubrovka, you know, I could see I could see Benitez saying, okay, let's 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 make this official. But yeah, he's dragging his heels and messing around. And like I said, yeah. it's, I think it's it's going to be just a frustrating. It'll be a frustrating summer. It's a great summer knowing that the, that the club is going to be playing Premiership football. That's going to make it a great summer. But this is going to get old. Constantly seeing you know stuff on Twitter about this or that or this or that. It'd be nice just to have it done and dusted and finished.
4: Yeah, no, I agree. I I, I agree. I, I, I think I think the Bravka will will be signed. I don't think there's any doubt in that. Um, I do think Raphaël still want a more experienced keeper, um, and I do. I think keep on we'll reading that. I read that about
3: another keeper. Did you? Uh, yeah,
0: that they're, he look, he they're he looking.
3: They're looking PSG I, kid guy yeah. from PSG. I do believe we we'll bring another keeper in. Um,
4: with Kennedy, I do think we'll we'll miss out on that. I think, depending on who's manager at Chelsea, you know, if Conte's still there, we may we may well get him on another. We we'll, we'll may get him on a season-long loan. I know he's enjoyed himself here, yeah. um, but as for a permanent deal, I, I don't know. Um, Again, that comes down to finances. It comes down to whether uh, you know the money is there for Rafa to spend. Because you know, if he only gets to the minimal amount again, and he does decide to stay and see out his contracts, then you know his priority is he's already made clear as a striker. He, he will sign the Bravka, but he then he'll then have to look. He'll have to you know he'll have to re reevaluate. You know what he needs to spend his money on. But he's desperate for a striker. Um, but at the moment, we're in this position where we don't know what money there is to spend and. Yeah, you know, you you more or less saying well, the squad that's there at the minute is going to stay. You know, no one is going to be allowed to leave until we know what's going on. So, it's um, you're right. It's gonna. I I would imagine it'll drag on. I was hoping that, I was hoping it wouldn't, but I, I can imagine it will. Um, and it's, of course, it's a shorter period of time to do business because it's a World Cup you, you know, you you know, you you you've got the build up now to the World Cup, and people don't do business when the World Cup's on. You know what I mean? Because prices can. Prices can go up or down, you know, depending on whether people are selected and, and whether they're performing the World Cup, you know. And you know, I mean, yeah, you got to get it Mid- done before the World Cup starts. You either get it done before, or you you know you're playing catch-up, and you've got to get it done afterwards, you know. But I would imagine, what? I would imagine the finances we will have available, we won't be we won't be signing anybody who has a great time at the World Cup. Oh, it'll it'll go down it'll go
3: down to freaking August like it always does.
4: Yeah, I mean it, it's a, just we might get a few extra quid for Mitrovic, of course, if he has a good World Cup. <laughs>
0: I think he's Mitch what do you think, Liam? What what uh, Steve said, and uh, it's it's interesting, isn't it? I actually just think he looks exhausted. I um I I looked at him. The eyes to me are very a gateway to Rafa to Benitez. Any to me, he looks absolutely exhausted by all of what's been going on. Uh, again, it's like <coughs> it's probably because he's
2: <coughs> he's continuously pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to improve. Us, and he is. There's no doubt about it. Um, and he probably he probably is exhausted he's probably thinking Jesus Christ this man this man just won't allow us just to stay and, I mean, and again he's not asking for stupid money he's just asking for us to be competitive like I said with the likes of Bone Mouth and the transfer of Martin, how am I? we can do that, surely we can do that but Mike actually seems to be quite happy just to make enough money um, where he could make an absolute ballload out of this particular club let's be honest right, if he starts backing off with Benitez and he actually, and he actually Plays out exactly what he says. Says in these little speeches he does in the last three transfer windows, he's lied in each and every single one of them. So when he releases a statement yesterday after the game, I literally just took one look at it and didn't even bother reading it because Alan Shearer was right. He said it last year. All they've done is change the date. He might want well just to change the date on it. So <laughs> it copy know, and pasted. Copy and pasted. No, I, you know, Benitez is Benitez is a stupid man. I mean. <laughs> World class manager, he's our 100 pounds footballer, I keep saying that, I mean, the only reason why we're finished 10th this season is because of him, it's quite unbelievable that we've actually done that, and Mike Astier is very, very fortunate that he's our manager, but see, the, I mean, the, the big problem for me is, I'm always of the opinion, are we actually for sale? Have we ever asked for sale? Mm-hmm. He said mm-hmm. it loads of times, he continues to say this, I mean, the I one got thing, so excited for Christmas. I- I got so excited thing, Christmas when I thought he was leaving. I really thought he was leaving, yeah, and then I just thought, oh, he's not
0: he But when it, comes to, when it comes to a sale, would you not? Like, I understand what uh, Steve says about uh, we don't know what the price is, but obviously he's gone to Sky and he says 400 million, whatever whatever it is, right? But you would think if everybody says he's going to put another bid in, like, I, I remember Craig, I think Craig, I'll go back to what Craig Hope says um, when um, Kennedy came in. There's a possibility when Kennedy came in after a couple of games, they could have got him for twelve billion, I believe. If you put a bid in there and then like a proper proper owner probably would have done it. Got him in, Yeah, but, yeah, but that means
2: that, that means you have to go and trade in some sports direct shares. if you won't do that. It's a prat
0: I just I, I must have I, I think like like Steve says I think one day we'll wake up, it's a, it's a done deal. But I must admit, I, I personally think over the last few months there's been a character assassination of Man Stavely. The way the press have been dealing with, Talk, especially I've, you know I've had Luke Edwards on the show, and he uh, has, isn't sh- has never been sure about her. He just thinks he just thinks she's, she's been um, manipulating uh, Newcastle United and fundamentally uh, you know causing the dip in form. What do you think on
4: that one, Steve because obviously there's so many. It's, local journeys. Def- I can categorically say that it's not the case. You know what I mean? And uh mm-hmm. you know, I've i met her I've met her. You know, I've spoken to her. So and, and I know I know what the situation is. So, you know, I, I i think, you know, we're into phase two now. Phase phase one was a PR battle between Keith Bishop and Amanda's PR team, um, which Mike Ashley won. Now he's you know, he's very good at winning PR battles. Um I think I think now it's 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 you know the least we hear the better. That's the way okay. I would put it. And um, this has gone the complete opposite way. We've, we had we had we had the Mike Ashley you know PR t- PR team trying to whip up whip up a, a bit of controversy. I think a couple of weeks ago when when there was a bit of a character assassination, as you say about Amanda. Mm. You know we're not dealing with people who are time wasters etc. Mm. But there was no bite there was no bite back from from the from the Stavely camp. So. My my take on that was, as, a, as an outsider looking in, was that's that's you know that's a, that's her response, no response, and I think that's I think that's the right that's the right way to do it. They they obviously want to get the deal done and they want to do it you know away from the public. So it'll be interesting to see how it develops. It'll be interesting to see how it develops. Yeah, obviously I hope it happens. I want to see I want to see it happen. Um, uh, but you know, will it happen? You know, uh, we're in the laps of the gods with it. We are. But I'd love to. I'd love to see a man come back in and make a bid. But I think, you know, again, on the outside looking in, I feel like it should be. Uh, you know, it, it's probably down to the amount. You know, what is the amount? And you know, until you get a definitive answer of how much he actually wants for the club, then there's no takeover
0: going to happen. Yeah. I just, think we're just, just wait and see. You know, just, wait and see.
4: just wait and see It's a there's there are the two burning questions: How much is the club worth and how much is Rafa is going to get to spend? you know those are the two questions that we all want to answer you know and it'll be you know it will you know' it'll be an interesting summer. but let's just hope let's just hope that you know, first and foremost that Rafa gets the money to spend that that's the most important thing a takeover you know it, it's if it's going to happen that's it's going to happen clear, but, i mean a holiday,
0: yeah,
4: yeah. 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 yeah but listen it, it we need what we need is. What we need is money, you know, money. And if, if Mike Ashley gives Rafa Benitez, you know, a decent amount of money to spend in the summer, then you know, all all sorts of a takeover, will you know, will be will be on the, will be in the back of people's minds. No one will have even given it a second thought. You know, I, it, it, the media will keep mentioning it and talking about it, etc. But I do feel that you know the big, you know, the big, the big one that you want resolved now is, you know, Mike Ashley, you know, sitting down as you say with. With Rafa in the next couple of you know the next couple of days would be ideal, and just saying, look, you know, well done. This is this is what we're going to give you. This is how this is how it's going to work. This is what you are going to have from sales. You know what I mean? And and this is it. And this is that your accumulative pot. Um, you know, and if that happens, then we're going to see, you know, we'll, we'll see some progress next year. But I mean, you know, it's been a fantastic season, really. You know, we've we we you know finished. Higher than half would finish. You know, I had we down for like a 14th, 15th place finish. Um, I did expect this to stay up, but it's been fantastic, you know. It's been some great games, um, you know, some good some good moments. And all the more credit to the team because, you know, that they really have been playing without a, a recognised Premier League striker, you know. And I know Gale's played in the Premier League, but, um, you know, when you look at the forward line we've had for most of these games, to, to come away with... To come away with premiership survival, but to finish tenth with that with that team without the recognised number nine really has been, has been a phenomenal effort on behalf of the team, you know.
0: What if you had to put a price in it? What price do you think the agreement will come to?
4: Well, he's obviously wanting 400 in excess of 400 million. I would say. Um, do I think that's what the club's worth? What you know? What is a football club worth? How do you work it out? Um, you know, you, you work you work out in the fan. You look at the fans. You look at you know, you look at the stadium, you look at the potential, um, but it's it's such a hard thing to, to, you know, it's a hard thing to put a price on. Um, you know, it's invaluable to me. It, you know, and, you, and every other fan who goes, you know what I mean? It's priceless. But um, but you have to put a price on it. And you know, yeah, we've we've always talked about actually getting his money back and a bit on top. That that's that's the way I've looked at it. So, 400 million, yeah, I can imagine that's what it's going to be. 400 million plus. But I I do fear that there's going to be a caveat in there of of you know some free advertising for a for a period yeah. of time. I can imagine I can imagine that it's going to be something along the lines of you know 400 million plus five years free advertising in the stadium plus the shop the shop at the ground needs to remain a Sports Direct <laughs> shop for, on a free lease or whatever you know. It. That's what but that's what you expect from Mike, Ashley. You know as as Lee's quite right he said before that he's a businessman. you know what I mean? And, and, and he wants a bargain. He always wants a bargain. So, and, and and will any? Forgetting, you know, not just Amanda. Will any? Will any potential suitor go along with those kind of demands? Do you know what I mean? Will Will they do it? You know, it depends how depends how much they want the football club. You know, and it depends who the other people are because we know Amanda's frontlist, but for other people, um, she's she's obviously going to be part of it. We're led to believe, but you know the Rubin brothers were obviously mentioned and then you know Middle Eastern connections so will these people go for that kind of scenario you know will, will they do it uh, or will they just look at it will they look at a cheaper option who, you know who knows
3: I think the world well, they'll probably will be, hey guys Steve guys they'll, yeah. they'll probably do something like I could see 400 million for I mean guys just to put this into perspective the Carolina yeah. Panthers the Carolina Panthers are about to be sold okay the NFL Carolina Panthers for 2.25 billion, okay, yeah. and they're not even considered a major yeah. NFL. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl, but you know, what I'm saying they got Cam Newton, but they're not. Newcastle, as far as I'm concerned, can dominate the entire northern part of the UK for years, especially with Sunderland completely gone now. You know, in Middlesbrough, yeah. you know, I mean, you have got the that's the only club for so many people now in that region of uh, of the UK. To me, I, I think 400 million is a bargain. <laughs> Pay it and go and 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 take the club forward. I mean, this penny pitching stuff is kind of ridiculous. Whenever I Chris, think of what Chris, how much how much how much franchises cost in the states, and they I mean, don't they don't think twice one, about
4: it. it. I mean, it's only it's only a hypothetical question. But what would you you know what would you what would you say if you were going to buy a football club and you were hit with these demands of potentially having you know to t- you know let's just for argument's sake, say 5 years advertising. I don't know what by the way, I don't know whether this is you know actually Oh, I tell
3: him, I tell him to I tell him to stuff it. I tell him yeah. to stuff it. Here's yeah. 450 million, it's mine. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, but but see Amanda's not doing that though. She's saying, "Well, 375, 385, 390." I mean, if you put in an out if you put in the kind of offer that says, "All bets are off the table. This is my club. Thanks for coming out." Then I think then that's it. You shouldn't have to do anything that the, uh, the that the ownership wants. You write a check for four hundred and fifty million.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It. I agree. But I think again, it, it comes down to dealing with this guy. You know what I mean? And uh, he's, <laughs> he's he's just not he's not the easiest guy to deal with. You know, and he wants everything on his he, wa- he wants everything on his terms. And he's the kind of person if you do turn around and say, you know, well, you know, stuff it. We're not you know we'll pay you the money and that's it. Then he's not gonna he's not gonna budge you know he's not gonna budge he's more likely to turn around and say well I'm not doing business with you we're seeing we're seeing the way that he's he's dealt with Amanda already you know by you know di- digging her out in the media and criticising her and you know it's it's just it's, it's an, an unethical um, and rude way of doing business he's a bully in in business terms I think that's the way that's the way I would describe you, him you know
0: he probably wants to take her to this uh, infamous. Uh, power drinking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you can handle
5: drinks.
4: Yeah, but listen, it's it's. I mean, listen, he's a very successful businessman, and mm. as a businessman myself, you take your hat off to him. But at the mm. same time, you know, it's uh, it's so frustrating because it's our football club and mm. our emotions that are tied up in this, you know. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Steve. Thanks so much. I know you're always busy having We'll catch you next season. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Good to speed you lads. Take care. Cheers mate. Thanks a lot. Um, great to have Steve Rayphone give us a great uh, insight on what's going on. Uh, obviously we've got John, a uh, regular caller. Good evening John. How are you?
5: Hi Andrew. How are you doing lad? I'm yeah, alright
0: mate. How are you? So, obviously we've had interesting oh. people on tonight. What's, what's been your take from yesterday? Obviously the takeover like, might or might not happen in Rafa. Maybe staying or going we don't know. But it was tr- tremendous result, wasn't it? Yesterday, it, it makes you makes. I must admit, I was at work, I was watching it, and watching M- diami as Lee's already mentioned, uh, taking all comers in that midfield was a. It was just, it was fantastic, you see.
5: Oh, it's been fantastic. Another what a way to end uh, the season here. I mean, that um, well, it's just going to the game, but no pressure whatsoever against um, a the Chelsea team, really which um, Conte doesn't seem interested. Sort of. We took full advantage of that in the first half. We completely dominated that game from start to finish, to be honest with you. Do you know what I mean? And I thought defending was fantastic. I thought Shelby was awesome again. Diami, my God, he's some player, isn't he? He's improved an awful lot since term of the year. And um, I just think pushing his own up front, I mean, Perez, because I've not been a fan of him, and it just seems like he's turning the season around, I mean, he's scoring goals, he's making assists. And, um, you know, and Lejeune, I just think he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, but playing with I think he's improved as a player. I think we deserve the three points. I just hope that uh, Rafa's day next season, you know. And um, I, just, um, I just hope we get spats, Andrew, because the fact is now... He needs to know, Rafa, what's going to go on. Will he get us here? Because I think he deserves it, man. Because if you just bring in about four or five more players just to improve our team, who knows what he can do with his team?
0: I think the one thing that surprised me, and I'll ask you the question, I'll give it to, to Leanne and to Chris, is that if you are looking at the Newcastle United, fundamentally, yes, he wants this, he wants that. But why would you... Why would you risk it all, not to back the, the manager that you, because you, you know, remember his words, I've always said this, I won't, I can't, and I will.
5: Oh um, I'm on the phone. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's,
0: when, it, when it comes to that, when you've got a c- yeah. guy who, who doesn't want to do anything, he wants to, he wants to keep the money, because he wants to sell it. Well, if you want to sell it, and you've got the perfect guy in there that would, uh, you know, gives you in, gives you instant cu- instant dra- uh, kudos as a football club. Why would you risk losing that? Because that Amanda theory will go away. <laughs> she knows uh, that. Yeah. He says, well, would would is on is going going somewhere else because of Mike Ashley. Yeah. Well, then you you're losing hundred million just just by him leaving.
5: And do. I just don't understand Ashley's thoughts at the moment in time. That you got a very good point. I mean, he loses Rafa, and then the takeover will not happen, I can tell that right away. And he's mm-hmm. going to have a club, and i told you this before, he will have a club which he does not want. And he's just going to be labour of that club, he's got no mm-hmm. interest in that club whatsoever. Why, if you don't want to be here, if you don't want to in the club, why are you still in the club? Why, if you haven't been turned up to matches this season, except for one, why mm-hmm. Yeah. you here? Just give Rafa the money, give him what he wants, right? you know, and then the, the club would just off. take off, it'll take off, it'll make more money, right, we might get in Europe, right, New York believe, maybe sort of thing, and then we'll just become a, a massive club again, but I don't get Mike actually at all, he, d- he loves to gamble, he has to gamble on this, why is he not gambling with Rafa? just giving the money, he's one yeah. Thing thing surprised...
0: yeah, the one thing that surprised me, Chris, and then I'll ask the same question to me, is yep. that the last game of the season, I must admit, if you, like, like uh, Steve only said, like if, when he won the championship to come out of there, he was with Rafa Benitez for yes, seven sir. minutes, seven oh, minutes, before, um, he was, uh, for seven minutes, he was um, down in with, with, um, with him, so Sorry. that to me tells you an awful lot about, about Mike, Mike Ashley, he won. He 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 understands that this manager is going to be more demanding uh, to, than any other manager he's had to deal with. He doesn't like it, but that's the problem, isn't it? He knows he's met his match.
3: Hmm. What
0: do you think, Chris?
3: Well, I mean, he's uh, yeah, the only manager that that Newcastle have really had that had any type of cachet. Yeah. Was, was Keegan, and as much as we love Kevin Keegan, I mean, Keegan's never won anything. I mean, you know, it's just it's, you know, as a manager as I'm talking about. So, here's a guy who has won the Champions League, who's led Liverpool to success, who's led, so he can basically, his record speaks for himself, so he's not going to back down from anybody, and he's the fir- it's the first time that Ashley's really kind of been backed into a corner with regards to a manager that he cannot control, that he cannot. You know, now, I mean, best he best couldn't. Best. He couldn't control Keegan. Keegan said, "Screw it, I'm out of here." You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, the rest of the guys, he's been able to kind of control. And with 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 Rafa, he can't. But here's the thing: and I cannot believe I'm saying this. Mike Ashley would go down as like the best owner ever if he just would back Rafa Benitez and let him take this club to heights that have not been seen since the late 90s. I mean, he, he, all of this stuff that, that fans have dealt with and have gone through and relegation and everything like that, it all would be forgotten. <laughs> well, not forgotten, but it would definitely be put on the back burner if he would just back the manager and let him let him go, let him take this to the heights that as supporters we've been waiting for. It's right there. It's right there. He took a team that was supposed to be scrapping for relegation and finished 10th. And that just tells you everything you need to know. Just back him, back him, and watch the money come rolling in. Since that's what you're all about is money. You don't have to go to the matches. You don't have to go to anything. Just keep signing the. Just keep having the checks roll in from all of the attendance records and the TV contracts and the international tours that Newcastle are going to do. And and we'll all love it as fans. You could stay away as long as Rafa stays, and you give him money to improve the squad and take the squad further. And, gentlemen, with that, I'm going to leave you guys after a terrific 2017 and 2018 season, and I look forward to many more fun-filled Monday afternoons for me.
0: <laughs> you, know, next,
3: you know, next Thanks, year. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. It's been oh, great yeah, to have yeah. you, right, you. Oh, so this year. Have a great Have a great too. summer. It sucks if the U.S. is in the World Cup. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wow. talk to you guys later. Cheers, yeah,
0: man. Man. Thank you. Take care, Chris. So yeah. Lee, what do you what do you think? It's it's amazing. Two point 2. five million, sorry, 2.5 billion for the Carolina Panthers. The Newcastle a four hundred <laughs> million. It's unbelievable, isn't it? This is
2: right. This is right. What are saying about? Um, let Let's let, be honest. If Mike Ashley apologised and started backing proper leaders and started chasing checks, I think most fans would let bygones be bygone or not. You know, at the end of the day, if if if, 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 if the football team becomes successful and he finances it in a way that, you know, which backs Benitez, which he put us in a position where we can move forward. All fans will be fine with that. You know, they're not going to bring up the past. They're not going to bring up stadium names. They're not going to bring up stuff like that. But what we do keep bringing up is the fact that he releases missions. He keeps releasing releasing, releasing uh, mission statements. And every single mission statement he's um, put forward under Benitez. He's lied, I think. Like he's lied on. so. You know, actions actions speak louder than words, so he he believes that he's gonna well he said he's uh, he'll try and give Benita every money, uh, penny that's been generated again by by the full by the season and uh, for all I understand. I think we've made about is hundred and twenty million um, for the premier place in the season, is that right? Only eleven finished with hundred and twenty million? Yeah, I think he
0: gained he gained ten million just by that win by finishing ten. So you know, um, the,
2: that, that there, that they would say to me, you know, well, imagine if it did get if he was just given 120 million.
5: Bob Jungle, yeah. Yeah.
2: everyone's happy, there's no problem, he stays there. There's no, there's no issue, and that's money, generated because of the way he's got the team performing not this season, not, 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 not that's not because Mike Asti's backed him. you know what I mean? And it, it, again, it, I don't think it needs a lot. I, I think it needs, if you make three or four quality additions, quality additions to the lads you've got here now, with, the same, with a with a with a bit more about them, with a bit more, with the same attitude in that location. Andrew. looking at the t, looking at the Premier League, which is a league within a, a, two leagues within itself. Now you've got the top six. Take that on the equation, with Newcastle could be. The best of the rest, in my view, under this manager.
5: Lee, Lee, can I come in and second me, What you just said, my friends, what you just said, just said uh, I can't add anything to that. You are absolutely right, here You are absolutely on the money. You get, if you're just getting three or four quality play sort of thing, especially up front, We, need, if you want to send a forward, if you're going to get it forward. We need to spend over the top. We need to spend between thirty and forty million pounds on a top quality striker. That's what yep. we need. If we can get that league, we can get a top quality striker and Nicaragua, I tell you something, we do better than We could we could get in the league. I'm not no, asking we're not gonna win a league. We're not gonna get top four, but I tell you something. They need we need a top quality striker. And the striker I grew for right if he gets all that money wrapped out, okay, it's uh Immobile If I we get him, I don't know if it be worth, but he, Fantastic! I watched a lot of a football this season, and this guy, he scores, scores, and he'd be fantastic. If Rafa gets that back in.
0: I think um, the, the two, obviously you're looking at Mitrovic, uh, the interesting thing about Mitrovic, people say about Mitrovic is leaving, if he goes and Fulham don't go up, which I, think's quite, uh, I think is quite a strong possibility that Fulham won't go up anyway, but um, you, will he get three million for Mitrovic?
2: Could get oh, more you could get more Andrew if um, if he has a good World Cup. Yeah true. Yeah, true
0: yeah. You've gotta bear,
2: he... got bear in mind Middlesbrough paying fifteen million for that Song of last season. Yeah. Fifteen million pounds and bear in mind Middle Richard about I think rich has scored actually more
0: goals than mid half a So
2: you've got to bear in mind if in today's prices Andrew, Middlesbrough is probably your asking price or your starting price could for Middlevic I would say is probably twenty million. And that's, yeah, without mm-hmm. to, that's without going to the World Cup. That he goes to the World Cups and scores four or five goals. You, you, you add another ten million on there, mate.
0: Yeah, possibly. It's going to be. I think. Um, I think when you come to the this is the this is the issue, isn't it? Because now the, the because the 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 transfer window is going to be now quite quite crushed down in the World Cup. You've essentially got to do your business well from Thursday. Well, you have really. to go, you'll,
2: You'll have everything lined up, Andrew, you know you'll have everything ready to go, you'll have a contingency plan that will be ready to go, and he'll just need, he'll just need the yes or no, he, he'll be ready to go, he'll, he'll have everything ready, we'll, we'll have an answer this week, I think, because he, he's key yeah, on, right? preparation, yeah. he's on preparation, Andrew, he's key on preparation, he always is, he'll be mm. planning, he, the minute the game finished yesterday, when he was doing the lap of honour, he would have been thinking about next season, that's mm-hmm. what he's like, he, he, he never switches off. He'll want to improve the club next season and he'll he need the green light. But if he gets the green light this time, he's literally got, to Mike, got to Mike Ashley to sign the green light and bloat.
0: Can you, you imagine? Do you, think the, do you think Mike Ashley this week, John, will get the green light like Lee says?
5: Get the green light for the for signings?
0: Yeah. i tell you what,
5: this is the time. This is a massive time in the summer. He has to do things early because he cannot afford to, to go through what happened last season where he lined up a couple of players through only to be blocked at the last minute. It has to be early. If the signing's got to be, it's got to get Andrew Bracca, right? Um, he's got to get him signed up. Kennedy, it's going to be very difficult because there'll be other clubs he's going for him as well. And also, Steve said earlier on there could be a new manager at Chelsea. He might like to see him as well. So we need to get these players in, get them in early, get them into pre-season, right? We can't afford to drag on and on and on like last season. It's got to be early. The window's opening on Thursday, I think it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, so and you've
5: got, you got to get them in straight away. But the trouble is in Newcastle, like, they do things so slowly. And mm. Rafa's got to tell them once and for more, we've got to get it early. If you let them go, he's not going to be happy. And I think that will be the Camels back. And we they don't want to lose be- him.
2: If you go, if the window opens on Thursday and you sign the goalkeeper, and then you go and you break your transfer record pretty much straight away and buy a centre forward, but Martin, look, it's a statement of intent, and that for the whole this summer we're going to have, we're going to be happy, the manager's going to be happy, you know, you, you and, and then the news strip comes out, and the news strip will sell off the walls for them, the news trip will sell off the walls for them if you break your transfer record and you bigger, bigger, bring a big centre forward, and people will be standing outside St James's Park queuing to buy that bugger's shirt and this is again something that I don't understand about Mike Ashley being a sports retailer he's missed out on absolute fortune in your castle but if it was ran right everyone wears your castle clothes but they don't go in his bloody shops and that's his fault.
0: I know that that it was interesting when um, when uh, uh, Steve mentioned the fact that when it comes to when it comes to the, the fact that any deal would, would include um, would include the uh, you know, using the uh, using his shop for the shirts. I must admit, when I heard that one, I was like, you can imagine that being the case, can't you? Of course. <laughs> well, it's been a great season. I can see, uh, I can just see uh, John's just come back in. Well, it's been a good season. Thanks so much for being on, gentlemen, and uh, we'll start the season again. Uh, if, if anything else happens uh, got any takeover, we'll come back on. We'll come back online uh, to do to, to do a show. Let's hope it's going to be the next week or so, but uh, thanks very much Gemma for being on the show this, this year, I do appreciate it, thanks very much.
5: No problem. Thanks a lot. And thanks, go Lee. And thanks, be very, John. Before got go very quickly, right, it's
0: been yeah. fantastic. Thanks very much for having us on
5: this season. It's been, um, well, it's been absolutely fantastic. It's been a fantastic season. It's been fantastic talking to you guys and Team Talk, and let's keep it going.
0: Yeah, we will, and uh, I, I might be uh, eventually working for being in sports, so... If we ever do that, I'll bring. Don't worry, I'll thinking you guys uh, to be involved in some way, as you know. So uh, <laughs> let's let's have our fingers crossed, and uh, you never know what might happen in the near uh, future. But thanks very so much for coming on, and that's Toon Talk sí, for another no season. Until something else happens, Newcastle. Thanks a lot, gents. Thanks very much.
2: Cheers, Cheers, lad.
0: Thank you. <laughs>
5: uh,
0: well, so if you want to listen back to the show t- this evening, just go to iTunes. Just just type in Toon Talk, and you'll be able to listen back to the show live and exclusive on any device, remember it's www.toontalk.co.uk and you've also listened to the show via Nova Radio as well. So thanks so much to everybody tonight, my main guest this evening was Graham Anderson uh, from The X No the Echo and also Steve Rath, Entrepreneur. And my main guests in the season have been um, uh, Steve Heisty and uh, Neil Mitchell, without them two uh, in, with the show, uh, the show would not have been what it has been uh, in the last couple of years. So, thank you very Thanks so much to them, too, especially. So, look forward to the next season. Let's see where we go. Newcastle United, live and breathe it. Let's go again.